0: Silence Means Dissent, 1984, by Andrea Dworkin As a feminist, I have been organizing against pornography for a long time. I am very grateful to the research community which has taken feminist theory seriously enough to try to see if, in fact, pornography does harm to women. I say that because I am entirely outraged that someone has to study whether hanging a woman from a meat hook causes harm or not. We are grateful to the research community out of our despair and our devastation because mostly we are silent and because when we speak up nobody listens we know how to quantify we know how to count we can show you the dead yet it doesn't matter if it comes from us objectively as i understand it means that it doesn't happen to you there are women researchers who are trying very hard to bring what they know as women into their research There are male researchers who have paid attention to what we have said. I am not dismissing them, but I am saying that we are living in a society where you can maim and kill a woman, and there is a question as to whether or not there is a social harm. Somebody has to study it to find out. We know that men like hurting us. We know it because they do it, and we watch them liking it. We know that men like dominating us because they do it, and we watch them enjoying it. We know that men like using us because they do it, and they do it, and they do it, and they do it, and they do it. And And men don't do things that they don't like, generally speaking. They like doing it, and they like watching it, and they like watching other men do it, and it is entertainment, and men pay money to see it. And that is one of the reasons that men make pornography. It's fun. Now, what we know is the we being women, that there are people that it is fun for and there are people that it is not fun for, and that women are the people it is not fun for. Pornography is the sexualized subordination of women. It means being put down through sex, by sex, in sex, and around sex, so that somebody can use you as sex, and have sex, and have a good time. And subordination consists of hierarchy, that means one person is on the top and one person is on the bottom. And while hierarchy has been described in beautiful ideological terms over thousands and thousands of years, for us it is not an abstract idea because we know who is on top. We usually know his name and address. Often we do, so we understand hierarchy, and this is a hierarchy that has men on top and women on the bottom. Subordination also consists of objectification. Objectification is when a human being is turned into a thing, a commodity, an object, Someone who is no longer a human being. They're used because they're not human like the other people around. And that frequently happens on the basis of their race, or it happens on the basis of their sex. It happens to women on the basis of both. Insubordination also consists of violence, overt violence. And it's not just violence against people, it's violence against women. It's violence against children who are very closely connected to women in powerlessness. It's violence that isn't such a mystery. Crazy maniacs don't do it. People who have power over other people do it. Men do it to women. Now, if you take hierarchy and if you take sex and if you understand that hierarchy is very sexy, then what you have is a situation in which people are exploited, systematically, and they are exploited in such a way that everyone thinks it's normal. The people who are doing it think it's normal. The people to whom it's done think it's normal. The people who report it think it's normal. The people who study it think it's normal. And it is normal. That's the thing about it. It's actually normal. It doesn't make a difference if it happens in private or if it happens in public because women are primarily hurt in private. Now that pornography is out in the world, where it is an officially established form of public terrorism against women, we think we are dealing with something that is quantitatively different from anything we have ever dealt with before. This is, in fact, not true, because the pornography gets acted out on women, whether women see the pornography or not. This is because men use the pornography when it's criminal, when it's illegal. They still have access to it. They still use it and it still has all the consequences that you heard about today, and those consequences are acted out on the bodies of women. I want to talk about social subordination, because women are not equal in this society, and one of the ways that you can tell is the quality of our silence. The three Marias of Portugal said, and they were put in jail for saying this, silence does not mean consent, silent means dissent. Women are the population that dissents most, through silence. The so-called speech of women in pornography is silence. Splayed legs on a page are silence. Being beaver, pussy, cunt, bunnies, pets, whatever, that is silence. The words that women say in pornography, that is silence. Give it to me, do it to me, hurt me, I want it bad, do it more, that is silence. And those who think that it is speech have never heard a woman's voice. I want to tell you that even those screams, even the screams of women tortured in pornography, are silence. Men pay money and watch, but no one hears a human scream. They hear silence. And that's what it means to be born female. No one hears you scream as if you are a human being. Catherine McKinnon and I wrote a civil rights bill that makes pornography a form of discrimination based on sex and a violation of the civil rights of women. We hallucinated those rights in a frenzy of hope, in a delirium of dreaming. We hallucinated that women could be recognized as human beings in the social system. Human enough even to have civil rights. Human enough to be able to assert those rights in the face of systemic sexual exploitation, brutality, and malice. So human, in fact, that one would not have to study it to see if any harm is done when a woman is tortured. So human that no one would have to study it to see if harm is done by long-term, pervasive, systematic exploitation, dehumanization, objectification. So human that one could actually assume as a premise throughout life, not just today, but seven days a week and all year long, forever. That when a woman is being tortured, or even only being exploited, or even only being used and used up, that a human being is being tortured, exploited, used and used up and that it constitutes harm to a human being. You don't have to study it. It's happening to a human being, so it constitutes harm to a human being. We dream that women might be taken to be so extremely human that one would know, even without laboratory evidence, that when a woman is diminished in her integrity and in her rights, humankind is diminished because of it. We thought that it might even be possible that a woman could be so human that even the law, which is not big on recognizing human rights, might recognize her as being just human enough to have to deserve equal protection under law. Just that human, not a smidgen more. Just that. That's not even equality. That's not as much human as men. Not really. Not entirely. That's not asking for much, is it? So human that when the pimps, the parasites, sell her and coerce her and rape her and destroy her and abuse her and insult her so that men can be entertained by her exploitation and abuse, that those pimps and those users will have to face her in court for violating her human rights because she is a human being. Pornography is at the heart of male supremacy, and that is true whether the pornography is in public or in private. When you see pornography, you see male supremacy. And if you look around you and you see male supremacy, you had better believe it that you're seeing pornography, even if you do not know where it is in the room. The goal of feminists who are fighting pornography is to end the hierarchy, the objectification, the exploitation, the dominance of men over women and children. And we are going to do it. I want to tell you this. If you love male supremacy, but you abhor pornography, then you do not abhor pornography enough to do anything about it some people don't want pornography to be seen in public because it shows some very true things about what men want from women for instance dominance power over women women's inequality the use of women as sexual objects it also shows what men do not want women to have humanity integrity self-determination and complete and total control of our own bodies We need these so that we are not used, so that we are not forced into sex, forced into pregnancy, forced into any sexual relationship that is not our choice. It is important to understand that the feminist movement against pornography is a grassroots movement against male supremacy. We are going to settle for nothing less than full social and sexual equality of the sexes. We are going to get whatever institutional changes have to have to be made to accomplish that. We are going to get self-determination for women, We're even going to get something that people call justice. I'm wondering, and I think it is worth thinking about, what justice would look like for the raped and the prostituted. And I would like to know how afraid men really are of what justice would look like. For instance, would it look like snuff? Would it look like deep throat? It might. Study that. We are going to stop the pornography in the shops and in our lives when it's written down and when it's acted out. And we're going to do it one way or another. Before I came here on Thursday night, another victim story reached me. Another one in 12 years of listening to women who have been hurt by pornography. From a woman who had been tied up, raped, photographed. The man had made hundreds of pictures of her. He had made hundreds of pictures of other women. He had a list of the names of the other women who he was going to assault. She went to the police. They didn't do anything. She went to some people who knew the man. They didn't do anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing. That is typical what he said to her when he tied her up after having raped her and having started photographing her was smile or I'll kill you. I can get lots of money for pictures of women who smile when they're tied up like you. I want you to think about the way women smile. I want you to think about it every minute of every day and I want to suggest to the men in this audience in particular that you had better be afraid of the women who learn to smile at you that way.